Okay, people, tomorrow morning, 10 a.m., Santa's coming to town. Oh, my God! Would you please tell him that instead of presents this year, I just want my family back. Rudolph, with your nose so bright, won't you guide my sleigh tonight? It must be magic. I must find some way to keep Christmas from coming. Nobody's walking out on this fun, old-fashioned family Christmas. Isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? True, Charlie Brown. I can tell you what Christmas is all about. Seeing isn't believing. Believing is seeing. Best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. Welcome back to another episode of Tis the Podcast, the podcast that is determined to keep the Christmas spirit alive 365 days a year. I'm Tom. I'm Julia. I'm Anthony. This is our second to last episode for May. And then we are in full on halfway to Christmas month. It's birthday month. Then we're to birthday month. We're coming up fast on Christmas in July and our five-year anniversary. Why is it Christmas in July? Christmas in, like, July is not halfway through. Like, I think it should be Christmas in June, right? June 25th is Leon Day. Oh, but maybe they're keeping the traditional, like, Christmastide celebration in the summer. We're celebrating after Christmas, right? Sure. Or, or maybe they're just like, eh, back to school stuff is up. Let's start putting the Christmas stuff out for people to start buying along with it. <laughs> that is the thought. Uh, Julia. Yeah. Can you believe how many minds we changed with our Doctor Strange episode that dropped this past week since recording? Did we, ch- did we change minds? It drops tomorrow, so I'm just getting ahead of it. I'm willing it to happen. It is amazing how many minds we changed. It is. I I I love hearing how (laughs) all of our friends admitted they were wrong and not just shilling for Marvel. (laughs) (laughs) So thank you, friends. uh, I'm excited about that. I'm excited yes. to see you disappoint poor Charles. I I know. That's okay, though. He's a good sport. He is a good sport. Tom, you need to, like, see these movies so you can join us. I really want you to see this one because I want to see if you would join us. Dr. I, I, I really want you to do what you promised you would do. Just record a commentary track on our Batman episode. <laughs> yeah, do I that. Need to, I need to have time where I just uh, I need to watch. I still haven't watched the Batman. Maybe you can watch it in LA. I can, downtime. and then I'll record. I'll record uh, commentary <laughs> while I'm listening. I'll put y'all on my headphones and then record commentary, uh, and then edit y'all over it so that. Uh, well, you need like a solid watch without us in your ears. Oh, I, I will. Yeah, I will, and then I'll listen to y'all. Okay, good. Um, that's a good idea <laughs> how were your week guys you know it's the last week of school so crazy and hectic but also great because i get my kids back just a matter of days super that's excited good. so mom and dad so it'll be a few months before mom and dad can hardly wait for the school to start again 
I've never been that mom and dad. I've never wanted Ellie to leave. Yeah. Like I made that, that comment to a coworker, um, that, you know, just a week and then I'll get my kids back. And he's like, it sounds like a hostage situation. I'm like, yeah. When you got kids in school and banned, it is like a hostage situation. So we get like a few blissful months of summer where we have nothing scheduled and I just get all the kid time I want. And it's wonderful. And they might be chomping at the bit to go back to school when school starts again, but I'm definitely not. Especially since I'll have a senior next year, which is oh, Bonker Town. How is that? How is that possible? I don't know. It just happens. Ellie graduated today from kindergarten. Aww. Did she have a little like cap and gown and like cute stuff like that? No, since it was virtual, they did an avatar. They had the kids make avatars and did a virtual like graduation. It was pretty cute. Okay, that's fun. What did that's her avatar fun. look like? I'll share a picture with y'all. Uh, let me text Christine and get it right now. Did she get to make it? Uh huh. We, oh. we yeah, we helped her make it. Lovely. Anybody in your family graduate? <laughs> I'm just kidding, Anthony. We got on the graduation talk, and it's just like. Graduated. No, my fat. No one in my family graduated. Yeah. Oh, that's really sad, Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> ha ha. Ha ha ha. This is the season, though, for graduations. My nephew's graduation is next week. It's pretty exciting. That's exciting. That's where Hannah new- is right now. We got actually. a new tattoo tonight. Oh, <gasps> show us. I saw it. And explain to listeners who do not have the new fancy TV version of podcasting, which doesn't exist, and I'm just making stuff up. It's a hocus pocus tattoo. It's three witches in silhouettes surrounded by flames, like a red, yellow, green, purple, you know, their colors. And it has Binks at the bottom, and it's turned out awesome. But Binks is white. Yeah, she wanted to go negative with him, like a... Because if he, she colored him black, he would have just blended in with Winnie, who's behind him. Her, the silhouette. It's true. So she mm. left it. She left it like okay. uncolored. She left a negative space. That was her. Reason. That's legit. So is it like the ghost of Binks then, or? Yeah, let's call it that. <laughs> but this is definitely my new favorite tattoo artist. So she uh, she took pictures of my leg afterward because I'm going to get a leg sleeve next. Oh, I was like. What's that's on your leg a, that she a, likes so much leg. that she took pictures? <laughs> it's called a pant leg, not a leg sleeve. I don't know. I'm just trolling Anthony. What's the space behind your knee called? Your knee pit, obviously. That's right. What's the space in front of your elbow called? I don't know. Aww, that's a cute avatar. That looks like her. You know. Oh. So, yeah. That's so cute. I almost cried when she got her diploma. My baby's all grown up. What is the the place on the top of your elbow called? Jude calls it his elbow pit. Jude's a cool (laughs) kid. Yeah. Speaking of crying, I almost cried after my tattoo too. (laughs) Three hours of her. No, actually, like, out of all my tattoos, this one did not hurt. I told her she had, like, a gentle touch. She said she did that before. Nice. Right here. Okay. Right bicep. It's because of those rippling muscles. They make it less Obviously. Obviously. 
but yeah, I'm definitely going to her for my leg sleeve. I already talked to her about why it's I your want. Le- it's your pant leg. Oh my gosh. It's going to be a horror sleeve. Ooh. Like with all the characters, kind of like your Batman one with a whole bunch of different characters. It's going to be Freddy Krueger, Jason, Ghostface, and Michael Myers. No, it's not. It's going to be Michael Myers laying on a couch a la Kate Winslet Titanic. (laughs) That would be hilarious. (laughs) You should do that. you should do a fake one like that, Anthony, or do a Photoshop and to convince people. Well, li- literally, some, somebody had a Michael Myers tattoo. I shared it once of, of him naked from behind with, his, uh, with a jack-o'-lantern tattooed on his ass, and he's just holding a blanket up. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> All uh, like, a, like a Linus. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Um, I like that. That'll be the next tattoo. I'm excited for that. I'm excited for you, Anthony. Thank you. I'm excited you for always, you. For you. I'm excited. Happy. I'm excited Post-inking. for me too because I get the best birthday gift ever this year because they announced Hocus Pocus two debuts September 30th, which is the day after my birthday. Premieres at midnight on Disney Plus, so it's like the perfect cherry topper on my birthday cake. That's super exciting. Yeah. I had not heard that news, which is not surprising because you hear news a lot earlier than I do. Let's face it. Most of my entertainment news comes from you. Thank you. You're That's welcome. why you said on our Patreon episode, if people want to listen to Patreon, uh, I should have my own little 15 minute weekly podcast just recapping yeah. pop culture news. Yeah. <laughs> stuff that's happened this week. You absolutely should. Be in full and there's the name of, of your podcast, Stuff That Happened This Week. Stuff That Happened This Week. <laughs> with Anthony. Uh, so. Is Moon Knight done? Yes. The way you say it. What the heck? I haven't finished it yet. Right. No spoilers. Or I can I can take my did ears you, Did off. you see the trailer for She-Hulk? No, I, I'm not done with this. I don't want to give anything away, but what the heck? Exactly. Exactly. Don't even... Talk about a letdown. I'll be curious to see what Julia thinks. Me too. I I'm agree also with curious you, to see what Julia thinks. I liked it so much, and then like the last couple of episodes, I'm like, this is getting really stupid. Mm-hmm. Really? I bring a talking hippo when I'm games done. Too. No spoilers. Uh, well, they. <laughs> I'm not saying who or what it is. I just said they have a talking hippo. I know, but that's where I ended. Was the hippo going? <gasps> I'm two episodes <laughs> yeah, it... behind. Yeah, the hippo looked almost as bad as the animation for the tonight's movie. Oh my gosh. Uh, before we get there, Marvel did the trailer that for was... She-Hulk today and talk about Uncanny uh... Valley. Julia, even you will not miss how bad this CGI is. Like, it oh, the She-Hulk. I expect it Terrible. to be bad. Is that bad? That I fully expected it to be bad? Oh, 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 just she the coloring. So awkward, right? Like, I'm just, you I'm, can't I'm do that. You can't do that. You have a Hulk, and then like, and I know it's a comic, but the, to make a female version of the Hulk, quote unquote, sexy in live action, just doesn't work. And I know that's well, a comic. I know she's a hero in the comics, but she looks weird. She looks like a CGI creation. So they have Bruce Banner still getting ridiculously large. Yeah, and she's somebody just a, send me a picture. And there, and, and first yeah, Julia, of all, Julia, 
first of all, she gets her powers from a blood transfer. She needs a transfusion. That's her. That's as big as she gets. That's it. That's her Hulk out. Wow, she looks really bad. Yeah, and you know what else? It's a, it's like a freaking comedy. Like that, that scene you just saw on the screen where she was facing all those neighborhood people. They're like, wow, your ASS looks great. Yeah, that's bigger now that she's the Hulk. Yeah, she looks really stupid. This whole thing is dumb. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not living for it. Yeah, no. it so is dumb. So dumb. She Hulk, so dumb. She Hulk, attorney at law. Yeah, and she gets she's her an powers attorney? because she... Yeah, that's that's her thing. She's an attorney. And she gets her powers because she needs a blood transfusion. And because there's no one else on the planet, the Hulk gives her. Her cousin, who is a monster and thinks it's a curse, decides to give him some blood and she gets infected. That is highly irresponsible of Bruce Banner. He would not have done that. Exactly. Dumb. But I'm sure I'm sure we'll so hear from dumb. people that talk so about the comics. And you know, you what? know what else? That doesn't work. You know what else is dumb? This movie we're covering tonight. What movie are we covering tonight? That's so dumb. Is it a movie? I don't know. What it's TV a special nine, are it's we a covering? 22, 22 minute TV short, Yes, Virginia from 2009. A girl Based writes a letter asking very- if there's a Santa. A girl writes, so plot synopsis a girl writes a letter asking if there's a Santa Claus. Newspaper says yes. Okay, it's based on a Spoiler very alert. sweet real life story. It is. Allegedly, if it's if you don't believe it's a marketing ploy, well, by Macy's, don't do that. I'm just saying, it reads like a, it's the whole thing reads like a marketing campaign. No, first of all, this television special is a campaign. Yeah, she has become the face of Macy's around Christmas in New yeah. York. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she's sure. in, she's in the Thanksgiving parade. Like, yeah, the big float. And you can't go into Macy's, the Macy's in New York, without that her mailbox on every floor and like write a letter like Virginia for the kids and everything. So they're buying into it. But I don't believe for a second the original letter was a marketing ploy. So you're saying, yes, Tom, there is a yes, Virginia, there's a Santa Claus letter. (laughs) That's exactly what I'm saying. Julia, why or Tom, one of you give some background on the real life historical letter for listeners who don't know. Alleged letter. I'll let Tom do that because I don't know the history history. Okay. Supposedly, Francis Forcellius Church uh, wrote an editorial for The Sun on September 21st, 1897. And it has become what the considered to be the most famous editorial ever published. Um, the title of the original was not "Yes, Virginia, There Is a Santa Claus." The title was "Is There a Santa Claus?" Question mark. Was it prompted um, by a letter from a child? Allegedly. child that was allegedly named Virginia Hanlon and allegedly a few years ago on a, an alleged podcast named Tissa Podcast three alleged elves <laughs> read this letter to you on Christmas Eve we did, no, no but like there are there, July. you have historians like Bill Kvoriak 
who say that this was part of a revival of Christmas holiday uh, from um, that took place during the 19th century in various publications such as Thomas Nast's art. Um, Stephen Nissenbaum wrote that the editorial echoes theology common in late Victoria era and uh, its content would have been similar to the content of uh, religious sermons at the time. And uh, just there were, there's been, um, <laughs> there she, has First of all, Virginia's her middle name. Her first yeah, her name is Laura, Laura. Laura Virginia O'Hanlon. And she's born in, she's buried in North Chatham, New York. So I'm allegedly. No, I'm not, I'm not really, I'm not really getting on the, the whole, like it's a marketing thing. It's just Good. this movie was so over the top with marketing. Well, the, okay. Histories of this movie. I watched it when it first aired. I quite enjoyed it. I think it has a great cast. I think the story is sweet. Not my favorite animation style, but I, I enjoyed myself watching this delightfully short and succinct 26-minute movie. How about y'all? Um, I think I watched it when it came out too. If not, it, it's, it was caught pretty quickly after it came out on TV during the Christmas season, right? Um, same thing. It's got animation style. It's not my favorite, but I mean, you nailed it, Anthony. It is short and it gets to the point and it doesn't drag it out. And that's the thing I most appreciate about it. Um, I felt it just ran on. I couldn't. Oh, I'm sorry. This is your time. Not mine. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's fine. I don't have many problems with it for what it is, aside from the animation. I'll say I probably feel a little stronger about it because of its connection to New York and how big it is in New York City around the holidays nowadays. Just, you know, the New York culture with Macy's and everything, seeing yeah. her in the parade and everything. So there's that added, like, I feel like, yeah, that's that. Added, got New York like, nostalgia. Yeah. We don't there you go. Tom, I, I, I'm curious to see what you think. You haven't made that abundantly clear yet. Can you can you tell us I what did, you think? I wasn't a fan. Um, it's very subtle, you know, since I don't really let people know what I think. But there was a movement in 1951 um, of members of the Christian Reformed Church in North America who criticized the letter I was trying to say earlier um, for perpetuating certain things and encouraging Virginia to think of her friends as liars. Well, but, uh, I watched this movie for the first time today. That surprises me. How, yeah. you, how have you evaded the? Have you evaded this? I hate the artwork, the the cartoon style, the animation. Style well, I just mean like it's it so gets a, it. it gets a it gets good a, amount of airplay though. I guess I'm just curious that did you even have an awareness about it and you've just avoided oh I knew it was it? I knew it was a thing. Oh, okay. Okay. But I didn't actively avoid it. It's just I don't ever watch. Uh, I don't watch TV with commercials. Yeah. So yeah. I don't see the things. Yeah. And this is where I make my semi-regular pitch that the best time of year to watch TV with commercials is Halloween and Christmas and all the holiday commercials are on. Yes, they give you that nostalgia. I still need to hear those Hershey bells every year, etc. <laughs> Hey, who else hates that Claritin ad that's on TV right now? That's the most wonderful time of the year. Yeah. Have you seen this ad? 
I have. I hate it. it. It makes Gabe like visibly agitated when it comes on. He's like, I hate this commercial so much because I think it's, I think it's a Christmas commercial and then it's not. He gets so irritated. It's funny. Makes me kind of proud. Oh, I don't, I already don't like this. No. I have I like uh, the Folgers incest commercial more than that one. I do too. I, I work with somebody who shares my reverse seasonal affective disorder, who gets depressed during the summer and needs like overcast, cold, rainy days to feel happiness. Good people right there. I know. It makes me so happy. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I just, it never looked good. And I watched it today and I still feel like it never looked good. And I'm not trolling like I was about the, is there a really a Virginia or not? That was just a bug, Anthony. There was a Virginia and the letter is very sweet and an did iconic piece of Christmas history. Yeah, Macy's did a great, uh, the Sun did a great job of that marketing campaign. No, you know what? No, let's, that, let's, let's talk about this. Dead horse. We have covered Macy's marketing campaigns before. Rudolph was a Macy's marketing campaign that took off. Virginia was not. Virginia no, was, the, was Macy's taking a real life story and deciding to <laughs> make bank off of it. So this wait, movie is. Wait, wait, I have a question for you, Tom. Yes. What's a more egregious example of a big corporation taking a real life story and making bank off of it? Macy's with Virginia or NBC with that episode of Alf with the dying girl on Christmas, which was the true story about the girl that was who wrote awful. <laughs> God, that's awful. That was really. That was terrible. Really bad. That was bad. That was bad. <laughs> that was bad. Hey, Al. Um, speaking of, is having a resurgence, which I'm happy about. He's getting. I told you, we show. watched all of them. Ellie loved. Ellie loves it. My he's nephew loved it. He's show. Good too. He's getting new toys later this year. I'm excited. I'm all bored. What? He's training. getting a new show. Streaming yeah. or on like real TV? Streaming. It's in development. Interesting. Okay. All right. Okay chances and guess what it's not netflix going back Thank to goodness our, for that had to cancel netflix Ooh, i won't have to get it again um that's right speaking of aliens how crazy is it that we had an open congressional hearing with pentagon officials discussing unidentified flying objects and that is nowhere near the top story yeah how do you like yeah. that for the day? <laughs> that's probably why they did it they know there's so much going on they're like let's schedule this hearing now sneak it in Oh my gosh. Speaking about sneaking it in, that's what she said. Uh, we have lots of great famous. Uh-uh. That one didn't work. Uh-uh. Okay. Uh-uh. Uh, uh-uh. My, my tattoo artist had a great, that's what she said moment today. Oh, did she? What'd she say? Yes, another artist was walking by looking at her, you know, work. And, and he was like, oh, it's turning out good. And she was like, yeah. And he's taking it like a champ too. I've been ramming this black into him for three hours. <laughs> I was like, that's like, uncomfortable. Did you say it? I did say it. Okay, good. Because I'm they good. are very, uh, they're very artsy, young people. Like you expect from tattoo artists. Yeah, they're very, very artsy and young and like, oh man, I dropped acid the other day type people oh my gosh 
Glad it wasn't today when she was ramming. No, oh, that was another kindier. artist work. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but anyway, no, speaking of sneaking stuff in, this special actually has a few big name voices stuck in there. It does. It does, but we're not quite ready for those people because we had to talk about the other people involved beforehand. That we yeah. don't hear their voices. We're not going to pull an Oscars and put them on a, a second tier list. We're going to bring everybody together, right? <laughs> we are in our Oscar celebration in July. <laughs> All right. Peter Circuit is the director for this, and he's only done a handful of TV shorts that I'm not familiar with, like 21 points. That was his only other directing credit. 21 points? What is that? Like, is that a cartoon? Is that a movie? I don't know. It took him after this. This movie is so awful. It took him another nine years to get a single, uh, another directing gig. And 21 points is a short, lighthearted and eccentric buddy movie between a grown man, his imaginary friend and his mom. Oh, sounds delightful. The sounds biopic like a, of Anthony Caruso. Like a Friday night from college. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> the Anthony 21 the, the, the Anthony Crusoe biopic. Uh, when you both ro- make the same joke in two different ways at the same time, it's really a wonderful, wonderful evening. The co the writer and co-creator for this short is Wayne Best, who has no other credit to his name. Uh, he also shame. worked with Matt McDonald, uh, who is his co-writer, who also has no other credits to his name. So I just want to point out this movie was so good. The director got another gig nine years later and the writers have not been heard of since, heard from since. Watch these two people be like patrons. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> if you're listening and you are a patron, sir, please, we'd like to interview you. So let us know. But we'll tell Tom did not come that night. Yeah, Tom won't be here for that one. <laughs> Virginia. The voice of Virginia is our protagonist, our little cute kid in this movie is uh, played by B. Miller. B? Uh, B-E-A. B-E-A. Such an old fashioned name. name. I love that name. It's so cute. Her mom was a former. Her mom was a producer for the Oprah Winfrey Show, and her second mom was a stage manager for CBS. Dang, that's what you call what you call an entertainment family, right there. Yeah, she's got some uh, interesting things. So she was on uh, Saturday Night Live. She was one of the kids on the Dakota Fanning Show for that. Okay. With uh, Ellen Page. Okay. She was in a uh, Elliot Page now. Uh, I'm reading what it says here. She was an additional voice in Ice Age Three. She was uh, she was the voice of Molly in Toy Story Three. Oh, she she did Molly. Okay. She was wait when she was saying when she's talking about the Barbies and stuff, and she's super ticked in her room because she's like almost teenage Molly. That Molly. No, I know Molly was Mo- a little Molly, bit, right? Well, but Molly grew up in Toy Story 4, remember? Oh, wait. No, what? it is 3. It is 3 where they're donating the toys to Sunnyside. And What's so the, the name mom of the is little like, girl? It's Molly. The new one. Molly's no, the no, little no. girl. Okay, but you were talking about... Oh, Bonnie. That's Bonnie. 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 Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Got it. Okay. We're talking what's-his-face's sister. 
Yes, 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 yes. Andy's sister. Yep. Also, hot take. Bonnie's the worst. Just Bonnie's saying. not the worst. Bonnie's the worst. Bonnie's the worst. <laughs> it, Andy gave her that whole spiel at the end of three to take care of his toys. They're protest special and he loves them. And he gave her his childhood friend, Woody. And she throws him in the closet at the, end, at the beginning of four and never plays with him again and doesn't even notice he goes missing the whole movie or that he leaves her at the end of the movie. Bonnie's the worst. So she had a small role in Confessions of a Shopaholic and uh, was the star of a video short called B. Miller, S-L-U-T, abbreviated. Oh, Lord. Out. Like, yeah. How old is this girl now? Old enough mm-hmm. to be in a movie that has that word in it. Uh, she was born in 99. Oh, my God. And she is old enough to be in a movie like that. She's 22, 23. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my God yeah yep 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 uh her dad is a doc is a dr philip o'hanlon and is played by dr doogie hauser md neil patrick harris himself whom we've covered before have we eight bit christmas pretty sure there we go i I travel block that yes you're right we what is up with this you're asking if we've covered a movie somebody from a movie and i'm the one chiming in with what movie it was (laughs) <laughs> I trauma blocked it. Uh, I saw problems uh, with that. Mrs. Laura O'Hanlon, the mom, is played by Jennifer Love Hewitt, who I do not believe we've ever covered. No, I feel like we should have though by now, five years in. But yeah, she well, was yeah. in. She was in. Um, I don't know if it was the original Scream or the knockoff Scream. I know what you did. She last was summer. in the knockoff. I know what you did last summer. And it was yeah. a knockoff. And nowhere near as good. Don't even mention that in the same breath as Scream. Practically the same thing. She was uh, on a TV show as a child called Kids Incorporated. She was Kids Incorporated. K I D S O. Looks like we made it. Oh, I love that show. She was Robin. (laughs) I freaking love that show. I wanted to be all those kids combined. All those kids incorporated is what I wanted to be. Ba-dum-ching. Jennifer Love Hewitt was also in the TV show Shaky Ground. She was in Sister Act 2, Back in the Habit. That's she right. was in Sister Act 2? Yeah, she was. Long since I saw that Yeah, movie. she was. It's a great movie. That's the one with Lauren Hill. First one's better with Maggie Smith. She Mag's was in one episode. She's not. Nope. She was in one episode of Boy Meets World. She was on Can't Hardly Wait. I still know what you did last summer. Uh, She was on Party of Five. She played Audrey Hepburn in a made-for-TV movie. Fun fact about Anthony, Jennifer Love Hewitt was in his favorite episode of Boy Meets World that I guest starred on Matt Yurick's TGI podcast to talk about because it was essentially... They aired it in February, but it could have been a Halloween episode, really, because it was essentially a Scream slasher, I know what you did last summer, dream episode ripoff type thing. Starring her. Okay. So they knew who huh. they had in a guest star. Yeah. Yeah. Got it. She played Liz in Garfield. She was in a 2004 TV movie, A Christmas Carol, the musical. Okay, I was about to say, she's got some Christmas stuff. We right? did cover her. She was in the Kelsey Grammer one. She was Is Belle. that the Kelsey Grammer one? Yeah. No. So we cover no, her. She's... Nope. Yes. Nope. Hundred percent. She was it not is. Belle. 
She was not Belle. She was Emily. Okay, I forgot they changed the name <sighs> for the movie. All right. Or yeah. Or no, Belle is a change. I don't know. Emily's in I the don't musical know. version. She was on Criminal, Mind, Criminal Minds and Law and Order. <laughs> exactly. That's the one consistent thing across every A Christmas Carol adaptation. Nobody cares about his lost loves. <laughs> uh, and she had the TV show The Ghost Whisperer. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah. I forgot that's ah. a thing. She whispered to those ghosts. Francis Church is uh, Dr. Octavius. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Alfred... Yeah. Malona. Molina. Molina. He played uh, Octavius. Yep. Uh, Doc Ock. We have covered him. We have. Very recently. Yep. So I just find it funny to relate people in cute cartoon movies with their supervillain. Yeah, you should. Scraggly Scraggly Santa is the voice of Michael Buscemi. Yeah. Is that like Steve's brother? Yeah, it's his brother. Okay. Has Michael Buscemi done anything else? Michael Buscemi has done quite a bit of stuff, surprisingly. Um, his He's career, kind of been into Sopranos at some point, right? He was on he was on Sopranos. He played Louis Pentowski in 1999. There you go. He was a perp on New York Undercover. Uh, he was in Happy Accidents, Animal Factory, Acts of Worship, Three Mo- 13 Moons, Personal Sergeant, Searching for Bobby D. I pronounce you Chuck and Larry. Oh, there's one I've actually heard of. Oh, I pronounce you Chuck and Larry. I saw that. Serena yeah. song, Being I Flynn. Two hours of my life, too. He was on Blue Bloods, Mr. Robot. He had a role on Orange is the New Black, Durst Jackie, The Night of. Sex in the City. Gotham. Gotham. Black Klansman. Black Klansman. Hotel Transylvania 3, Monsters Overboard. I haven't seen that one. I haven't either. I haven't seen. Okay, well, I thought he was just Steve Buscemi's brother, but apparently he's not just Steve Buscemi's brother. He's Steve Buscemi light because this guy is only in like supporting roles in TV shows, not like Steve Buscemi level actor. Yeah, Steve Buscemi's not a headliner. Steve Buscemi is a great actor. He had Boardwalk. He's phenomenal. Those awards for like five years that was running. All right. Uh, so let's talk through this movie, right? Well, you know, you're missing somebody. You're missing two people. Who do I care about still? <laughs> you're missing the villain of the piece. Oh, yeah, the little girl Charlotte. Yeah. Hate her. Wouldn't want to Char- date her. Charlotte was the bad one, right? <laughs> I haven't heard that in so long. <laughs> who, was the, who was the bad <laughs> it's one? It's been years <laughs> since I heard that. That's amazing. Okay, well, one of them is Regina George, basically. Yes, basically. I think it's Juliana, Julian Franco plays her. Uh, and that is also her only role. This was like a. It was vile, topper. like you'd expect. <laughs> and then the little brother, George, is played by Andrew Cherry, who uh, this is the last thing he did in 2009. This is a real career stopper, y'all. What great happened movie. to him? His great voice, movie. his voice was adorable. Great movie. Nothing. He still around. He just doesn't act. He sells insurance now. It's just, it's just like step by step. The girl who I had a crush on on step by step is a lawyer now, now in California. Dana. Yep. She still looks the same too. Sure. She's a lawyer. 
She's a lawyer. She retired from acting. Hmm. I love that show, by the way. One of these days, we have to get those Christmas episodes on here. Step by step. Day, day by day. Day by day. <laughs> oh, Yurik's head is like exploding right now. Because we're talking about all these great 90s shows. And- hey, I think I was on that episode with him too. A step-by-step episode, <laughs> now that you mention it. I love it so much. <laughs> uh, so let's crank through this movie, shall we? Sure. All right, so we open up on the movie. Little girl's wondering if there's a Santa Claus. Uh, no, you, before that, there's a beautiful establishing shot of mid of late 19th century New York. Animated. Animated. Okay. Are, are we talking about that because it created an ambiance or yeah, because it created ambiance. So they, okay. they set the mood. Okay. You're in a you're in a very gloomy, snowy New York, 19th century New York, where people okay. don't believe. Yeah, no, and Virginia mm-hmm. asks there's a Santa Claus. She goes around and asks a bunch of people. Uh, and then her friend finds out she believes in Santa Claus, her frenemy. Regina George makes fun of her and bullies her and she goes yeah. in and cries and tears down all of her Christmas stuff. And then she remembers that her dad said, if it's in the sun, then it's true. So she writes a letter to the sun, but Regina George gets a hold of that letter too. She says it was in the wastebasket. Nobody cared about her letter and made fun of her again in front of a homeless Santa who then took the letter and for somehow went to the guy who wrote the, the, the article and said, here, answer this girl and he's like oh that's a great idea i will so he writes yes virginia there's a santa claus virginia sees it in the paper boom we're done no santa shows up at the end too oh yeah he does to give her a book that regina george threw in the in the water and then, looks at, she made and then he looks at his he looks at his pocket watch but wait it's not a pocket watch it's a magic meter and it just tips over. Okay, you can't make fun of that it's because both the Santa meter. Claus and Elf I'm not. That, that was the too. that was the single part of the movie I liked was the Santa part. And and I liked, I appreciate he was wearing the same exact outfit that Santa wore in the year without a Santa Claus when he goes down to get Vixen from the pound. Oh. Oh, that's an astute observation. Cool. Yeah. So was this a Christmas movie? Well, there's a few things I want to bring up. One, you completely <laughs> skipped over the librarian. Oh. Oh, and they're talking like, about the, all the different iterations of Santa. Yeah, yeah that was a yeah. that was a good scene. I thought that, that was Santa historical. Santa would have liked that. I I also I did. Yeah, that, that was, was cute. That was cool how they were like riding the ladder too. I've always wanted to do that in a big library. Like yeah. I've tried it. My parents have a ladder in their library in the house, and it does not go that way. It does not work. I fell oh off. Gosh. Do they have a bookshelf well, that opens the secret room I'm... also? No, I wish. Do they? No, I said no, I wish. <laughs> Next time I'm in Oh my in gosh, New York, your face was like, yeah, they do. Next time I'm in New York, let's go to your parents, and I will push you on it and see if we can make it work. <laughs> there we go. We'll do what I'll we would have done if we were friends when we were 12 as... <laughs> 30 and 40 year old friends. You're, you're, you're a family guy. You'll get a family guy reference, Tom. I'll fall on the ground and do the Peter. <sighs> Ellie does that all the time now. <laughs> For like 50 minutes. Because I did that one time. She's like, why do you do that, daddy? And it's like, it's from family guy. And so I showed her that scene. Not oh, that we would let her watch an entire episode of family guy for reasons that feel somewhat more than obvious. But I did show her that scene. I feel like the first she just said an entire episode. 
No, I would not let her watch a real episode. Like we just watched that scene. Like, <laughs> you didn't let her watch the chicken fight? No, Ellie doesn't like violence. Does anybody uh, like violence, Tom? I mean, if you look at movies, yes, in fact. Yeah. I I watched Taken. I liked the, the violence. Yeah. How? How did they mess that up? Did you see? Did you you saw? You, no, 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 no. I love that movie. But Liam Neeson was in the movie recent, doing an interview recently in Australia, where he said he said in an interview he fell in love with an Australian woman who also fell in love with him, but they could not act on it because she was married. But he used the word she was taken, and the interviewer didn't make a joke. I would have made a joke right in his face, like. Don't you have a very specific set of skills? (laughs) (laughs) I would have risked being punched by Liam Neeson to make that joke. Oh my gosh. (laughs) That would go down in infamy. I mean, like, you'd be. What a story. That that would have made that whole story go viral. Exactly. That's right. Somebody may have talked about something else in pop culture that's not Johnny Depp or Amber Heard. (sighs) Anyway. Uh, there are a few. There are positives in this movie. I like Virginia's father. He's a dorky, cool dude. Mm-hmm. His, he, he gives some facetious reasoning on why she should believe in Santa. <laughs> I love her little friend. As Julia pointed out, he was the cutest little voice. The one who came running over when she was in the newspaper. Yeah. Yes. That was sweet. He's sweet. He's a sweet little character. I thought it was her brother at first. It's not her brother. I appreciate yeah, that they been. gave Virginia red hair to prove that gingers have souls. It's true. And I actually, I know you made fun of him, but I liked her that she befriended that homeless Santa. Because I like that the homeless Santa, like, he had nothing, but he was still like embodying that spirit of Santa, like giving his coat away, to, like the mother with the baby. Like, I liked all that. Yeah, I like him too. Yeah, still just don't buy that he convinced the hot shot. They used to work together. I know, but why would the guy listen to him? Because he's, it's Christmas season. That's what you do. His heart warmed. It grew two sizes. So you throw away a letter from a child and then listen to homeless Santa. Got it. Yeah, the throwing away didn't work for me, but you know, it's fine. Man, talk about a time. There was once a time in America, where newspapers refuse to f- print anything, <laughs> was it a fact, a factual thing that could be proven? What a time that would have been to be alive. I don't really know that I understand what you're implying, Anthony. I think it's very clear what I'm implying. Are you implying that there are people on the news that are not honest? To say the least. Okay. Uh, so was this a Christmas movie? Yes, it was a Christmas movie. Absolutely sure it is. Uh, I think it was a movie set at Christmas that required Christmas to make the movie happen. So yes, yes, it is a Christmas movie. Even though the, uh, the timing is off, the the original letter was, what are we watching? Are we boring you, Anthony? I'm sorry, no. I actually just scrolled down. I'm sorry. Well, 
here, please go continue. <laughs> go go watch what you're gonna watch. We'll wait here for you, Anthony. It's fine. No, no, no. Oh uh, yeah, it's a Christmas movie. You know the the Linus moment is. It's an interesting Linus moment because it's not like a change in her. It's just her finding the Christmas spirit, which I think, you know. It's the change in the newspaper guy, the editor. Yeah. I guess. I think it's more for him than it is. But her, her. like she finds her Christmas spirit. But it's her Christmas spirit that precipitates the the magic being full, right? And it's a change in the city and the lives of future generations who will read this letter forever and believe in Santa. I still can't believe they they annexed Brooklyn into New York. There are enough people already in Manhattan. Anyway. Uh, so we're ready to rank this? TV specials list, I'm assuming. TV specials list. And you know what? I really liked it. So I, I'm, I'm going to give it a 7.5. Good night. Really? Yes, I did. Okay. Teach his own. Do sixth. Wow. Two and a half. Wow. I didn't like it. A 5.33. How do you like that? That puts it that puts that number 25 on the list. Below Twas the Night Before Christmas and above Prep and Landing, Naughty versus Nice. Julia really pulled a Tom on Twas the Night Before Christmas. <laughs> what did I do? You, lo- you, you pulled a Tom. You gave a low number to something that Anthony and I liked and drug it down. Which Anthony gave both of the, those movies, Twas the Night Before Christmas and Yes, Virginia, uh, 7.5. Oh, you know what? You're right. I may have to rectify that. Uh oh. We got some changing coming up. Some new math. New math. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah, that's I think that, that math I'm, worked for us. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Julia and give this a six, which gives us a four point eight three. <laughs> which puts that number twenty-six on the list. Under Prep and Landing, Naughty versus Nice, and above Nestor, the long-eared Christmas donkey. Oh, that was a real stinker. I love Nestor. Nestor's on crack in that movie. Crack cocaine along with everybody else. Well, let us know what you think. How do we rank? How do we do on ranking this movie? Uh, feel free to chime in on Nestor as well or anything else. Um, you can do that by visiting our Facebook page, Facebook group, Twitter, Instagram, Patreon, or Reddit by going to linktree.com slash tis the podcast. And you'll find all of our links, including, uh, we should add a link to the survey to that, Anthony. Hmm. We should. What survey am I, what survey are you talking about, Tom? Well, gee, let's let Anthony tell you all about that. We are doing a big Christmas in July five-year anniversary episode where, you know what? The idea for this came from y'all always complain about the list and the rankings. And now we're getting you to chime in and let your voices be heard. And it's still not good enough for you people because you people are complaining. Why wasn't this on the in the survey? Why wasn't that on the survey? Well, you know what? Because... 
of the three of us. This the choices were pulled from our list. Okay, I'm sorry that Tom and Julia ranked Home Alone low enough to fall out of the top ten. That's not Anthony's fault. Maybe consider a new worst person, listeners. But you know what? Y'all are getting a say, so <laughs> please vote. Thank you. Oh, also, also. Who was it? I think it was our good friend Matt Spaulding who wrote on Facebook in a comment on this survey. Can, can y'all stop with the crappy Hallmark films and go back and re-review like the classics now five years in? We did that with some and it wasn't as fun as I thought it would be. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So you know what, y'all? You are getting your say. If you don't like the answer, if you don't like the results in our episode when it drops, that's all on you. You have the chance to tell us out of what our movies that were in our top 10, what's the best? Next week, we're getting a little, uh, we're, we're going more classic, not a modern remake of a classic with The Bishop's Wife, wife followed by the 1979 Rankin Bass, because for some reason we can't just put Rankin Bass in the rearview mirror. We're covering Jack Frost. Yeah, we are. <laughs> yeah, you want to see Trippy? I can't wait to see Julie's reaction to this groundhog. And nope. <laughs> and nope. Jack groundhog? Frost. And ground Jack Frost being turned into a human who has to who has to get land, a horse, gold, and a wife by like the first by the time the groundhog sees his shadow. Otherwise, he's gonna turn back into a winter spirit. Uh, it's a trip. What the devil? Basically, the Santa Claus. <laughs> well, yeah, like is it a? It's not a Christmas movie. It doesn't sound like. It sounds like a groundhog date movie. We'll see. But. After that, we've only got one more week until we hit the Christmas TV specials for Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, New Girl, The Smurfs, Alvin and the Chipmunks. Oh, I'm so excited. And we're also getting into Big Bang Theory. It's going to be good, y'all. And later this year, later this year, we're bringing on Jay Skipworth to talk Halloween. We've got Mike Westfall coming to talk the Muppets Haunted Mansion. We're doing Halloween Town 2, Cal- Calabar's Revenge. Y'all, this is going to be good. Hocus Pocus 2. Um. Oh, I can't wait for that one. We've got good stuff, y'all. We have good stuff. We just Excited. have to get over this last few weeks. Well, I mean, time's going by really quickly. We only have 5,352 hours left until Christmas. 223 days. 31 weeks. We're almost in the 20s. How exciting is that? Oh, so close. It's very exciting. Bye.